Blog Talk Radio. Get in my room. In 
1956, Colonial Airlines was acquired by Eastern Airlines in June, following proceedings that began several years earlier. The employees blot over the merger proved to be the same mold of the Eastern people, dedicated, hardworking, and loyal to the company. The story of the merger goes back to the fall of 1951, when the CAB started an investigation to determine if it would be in the public interest to merge Colonial with another airline. On June 26, 1952, Eastern offered to purchase Colonial and assume its liabilities and obligations. National Airlines objected and raised the point that persons friendly to Eastern Airlines had acquired control of Colonial. Although Eastern denied this, the merger was disapproved. On January 28, 1955, Colonial and Eastern entered into a new agreement, which was again objected to by National, but was approved anyway by the CAB on January 11, 1956, by the President of the United States on January 26, 1956. The actual merger date of formally joint Eastern was June 1, 1956. At the same time year, at that same time that year, Fats Domino and Blueberry Hill hit the top of the music charts. It's a popular song published in 1940, best remembered for its 1950s rock and roll version by Fats Domino. Louis Armstrong's 1940 recording charted in the Billboard Top 40, reaching number 29 international hit for 1956 for Fats Domino and has become a rock and roll standard. It reached number two for three weeks on the Billboard Top 40 charts, becoming his biggest pop hit. It spent eight months consecutive, uh, it spent eight non-consecutive weeks at a number of rhythm and blues bestsellers on the chart. The version by Fats Domino was also ranked number 82 in Rock and Roll uh, Rolling Stones magazine, list of 500 greatest songs of all time. Anton Fats Domino Jr., February 26, 1928, October 24, 2017, was an American pianist and singer-songwriter. One of the pioneers of rock and roll music, Domino sold more than 65 million records. Between 1955 and 1960, he had 11 top 10 hits. His, his humility and shyness may be one of the reasons his contribution to the genre of greater been, has been greater overlooked. During his career, Domino had 35 records in the U.S. Billboard Top 40, and five of his pre-1955 records sold more than a million copies, being certified gold. His musical style was based on traditional rhythm and blues, accompanied by saxophones, bass, piano, electric guitar, and drums. His 1949 release, The Fat Man, is widely regarded as 
as the first million-selling rock and roll record. And now, Mr. Producer, how about a little thud that theater song, Blueberry Hill?
<laughs> the daughter of his sister, Pat Holly Crazer. The title was later changed to Peggy Sue, in reference to Peggy Sue Guron, 1940 to 2018. He was the girl. She was the girlfriend of uh, of the Alice Jerry Allison drummer of the Crickets. The couple had temporarily separated. Charles Harden Holly, September 7, 1937 to February 3, 1959, known as Buddy Holly, was an American musician, songwriter, and record, record producer who was a central and pioneer figure in the mid-1950s rock and roll. He was born in Lubbock, Texas, to a musical family during the Great Depression and learned to play guitar and sing alongside his siblings. His style was influenced by global music, country music, and rhythm and blues uh, acts, and he performed in Lubbock, Texas, with his friends from high school. He made his first appearance on local television in 1952, and the following year he performed the group Buddy and Bob with his friend Bob Montgomery. In 1955, after opening for Elvis Presley, he decided to pursue a career in music. He opened for Presley three times that year. His band style shifted from country and western to entirely rock and roll. In October that year, when he opened for Bill Haley and the Comets, he was spotted by Nashville scout Eddie Crandall who helped him get a contract with Decker Records. Now, Mr. Producer, let's hear a little bit of that Peggy Sue. I remember this so well. (laughs) If you knew Peggy Sue, then you know why I feel blue without Peggy. My Peggy Sue. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. Outfits and, 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 and Thought Right landed with a deal with RCA Records in 1951. Benjamin scored his first hit single in late 1955 with an up-tempo number, Tutti Frutti, leading into an 18-month run of his hit singles and the release of two albums, becoming one of the early stars of rock and roll. Uh, and Eastern Airlines during this time started an interchange service with Northwest Airlines between Miami and Minneapolis via Chicago. And now let's hear a little bit of Little Richard's Tootie Fruity. <laughs> Rock Around the Clock, See You Later Alligator, 
Shake, Rattle, and Roll, Rocket 88, Skinny Mini, and Razzle Dazzle. I remember all those. He had sold sure over 60 million records worldwide and has been described as the greatest musician pioneer of the 20th century. And that is very true. Bill Haley was born in July 6, 1925 in Highland Park, Michigan, as William John Clifton Haley. In 1929, the four-year-old Haley underwent an inter-ear mastoid operation, which accidentally severed an optic nerve, leaving him blind in his left eye for the rest of his life. Hmm. It is said that he adopted his trademark, Kiss Curl, over the right eye to draw attention to, to his left eye, but also became his gimmick and added to his popularity. And I remember that uh, he had that that curl that went across his forehead, if you remember. In 1953, Rock Around the Clock was recorded by Bill Haley. Initially, it was relatively successful, peaking at number 23 in the Billboard Pop Singles chart and staying on the uh, on the charts for a few weeks. A month later, it remembered it remained as number one. Haley soon had another worldwide hit, Shake, Rattle, and Roll, which went on to sell a million copies. Haley and his band were important in launching the music known as rock and roll as a wider audience after a period of being considered an underground gene. When Rock Around the Clock appeared at the theme song of the Famous film in 1955, Black Ford Jungle, starring Glenn Ford, it soared to the top of the American Billboard chart for eight weeks. After the record rose number one, Haley was quickly given the title The Father of Rock and Roll by the media and by teenagers who had come to embrace the new style of music. With the song's success, the age of rock music began overnight and ended in dominance over jazz and pop standards performed by Frank Sinatra, Joe Stafford, Perry Como, Bing Crosby, and others. Now back at Eastern in 1953, DC-3s were retired after January 1953. 30 Super C constellations were ordered. The first 25-year pins were struck at at the Mint. I got one of those, which was the hat and ring with a diamond. Oh, that was beautiful. Yes, I had that. The span of, air, of flight air show celebration EAL's 25th anniversary. EAL's theme was confidence. Captain Eddie Rickenbacker becomes chairman of the board of EAL, and Tom Armstrong becomes president. The last DC-3 flight on January 31st was flown by Captain H.T. Merrill, Joe Pesteris, and pilot Jay Spicer. And now the song we've all been waiting for. You go do it, Neil. One, two, three o'clock, four oh, o'clock, man. rock. Wow. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're going to rock around. Tonight, what's the bad, bad show? Join 
1950s music be without the king. The king, of course, we refer to is the king of rock and roll, none other than Elvis Presley. We would not have enough time on this show or highlight him his life and times of Elvis Presley, so we just chose a few of his many classics to play. First one was Jailhouse Rock. Uh, it's a song written by Jerry Lieber and Mike Scholar that first became a hit in the Elvis Presley, uh, for Elvis Presley. RCA Victor released the song on a 45 RPM single on September 24, 1957. Hmm. The song had a film release, Presley's Motion Picture, under the same name, Jailhouse Rock. Rolling Stone magazine included it in a number 67 on its list of the 500 greatest songs of all time and was named one of the Rock and Roll, uh, I'm sorry, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. In 2004, it finished at number 21 on AFI's 100 Years 100 Songs survey of top tunes in American cinema. On November 27, 2016, the Grammy Hall of Fame announced its introduction, along with that of another 24 songs. Presley's performance of the song in the film choreographed as dance routine involving himself and a large group of male prisoners 
was featured along with classic MGM musical members of the 1994 documentary, That's Entertainment. The film version differs from the single version of the song featuring blacking, uh, backing instrumentation and vocals not heard on the recording. Elvis Aaron Presley, January 8, 1935, August 16, 1977, was an American singer and actor. Regarded as one of the most significant cultural icons of the 20th century, he is often referred to as the king of rock and roll, or simply the king. Presley was born in Tupelo, Mississippi, and relocated to Memphis, Tennessee with his family when he was 13 years old. His music career began there in 1954, recording at Sun Records with producer Sam Phillips, who wanted to bring the sound of African-American music to a wider audience. Accompanied by guitarist Scotty Moore and bassist Billy Black, Presley was a pioneer of rockabilly and untempo, black beat and driven fusion of the count of the country music and rhythm and blues. Sorry about that. In 1955, drummer J.D. Fontana joined the complete the lineup of Presley's class, classic quartet, RCA Victor Acquired, in his compact deal with arranged by Colonel Tom Parker, who uh, managed him for more than two decades. Presley's RCA vehicle single, Heartbreak Hotel, was released in January 1956 and became a number one hit in the United States. With a series of successful network television appearances and and chart-tarping records, he became the leading figure of a newly popular sound of rock and roll. His energized interpressions of songs and sexuality provocative performance style combined with a single poignant mix of influence across the color lines during the transformation era in race relations made him enormously popular. I, I just remember his all his gyrations and stuff like that, and that's what that's talking about. And the commercial, uh, as we said earlier, we can devote more than we have time to this radio show, to Elvis, it's just not enough time. Uh, but we stop here and play Jailhouse Rock. Mr. Producer.
Popcorn and mounds and a Coke. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I, I think I spent maybe three dollars. I don't know. It's something ridiculous. Anyway. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Lots of existing lots of existing things happened to Eastern Airlines in nineteen fifties. Here's just a few of what happened in the fifties. Nineteen fifty one, New York San Juan service started. On November 2nd, 1951, a speed record was set in a new route with a consolation, five hours and nine minutes. The crew was Captain uh, Youngerman, pilot Jim Ferguson, flight engineer was uh, W. Tharp. First interchange with Braniff on the Miami-Denver route was via Memphis. The L-1049 started the service Eastern Airlines opened and moved Modern Terminal in 36th Street in Miami, replacing the temporary wood building. I don't remember that. Eastern gives the Smithsonian Air Museum a DC-3, which was flown to Washington by Captain Gene Ramsey. And as I recall, one of our hosts, uh, Charlie Albright's father, worked on the airplane. In 1952, service started with the new Martin 404s. At the beginning of 1952, EAL had 63 DC-3s. Newark Airport was closed temporarily, and operations moved to Idlewild, carried by 2.875 million passengers. In 1957, in April, the first of 12 Convair 440s arrived. Service started into Mexico City. In 1958, strike started 
on November 24th and ended December 31st. In 1959, Electra service entered. Various structural problems with the airplane. Captain Eddie made a decision to give up original DC-8 ordered with engines that required water injection. Delta took over the order. In October, Malcolm McIntyre was named president. Eddie Rickenbacker remained chairman. The new Eastern Terminal opened in Idlewild, total 18,000 employees at the end of the year, 9.567 million passengers were carried that year. Wow. That's a lot of folks. Well, that's the end of our show uh, tonight, folks. But with Chuck Berry's popular song, Johnny Be Good, it was recorded in 1958. Johnny Be Good is a rock and roll song written by the first recorded Chuck Berry. The song was a major hit peaking the number one and two Billboard magazine's hot rhythm and blues sides chart and the number eight in the hot 100 chart list. Johnny B. Good is considered one of the most recognized songs in the history of popular music. Credited as the first rock and roll hit in the rock and roll stardom, it has been recorded by many other artists and has received several honors and accolades. The song is also ranked seventh in the Rolling Stones' lit of 500 greatest song of all times. Charles Edward Anderson, October 18, 1926 to March 18, 2017, was an American singer-songwriter and one of the most one of the pioneers of rock and roll music. With songs such as Maybelline, 1955, Roll Over Beethoven, <laughs> 1956, Rock and Roll Music, 1957, and Johnny B. Good, 1958, Barry refined the development, rhythm and blues into the major elements that made rock and roll distinctive. Writing lyrics that focused on teen life and con- and, and and on teen life and development of music style that included guitar solos and showmanship when he did that very, very well. Barry was a major influence in subsequent rock and roll music. And please, Neil, play this song. I love it. (laughs) Johnny Be Good.
guy that guy could bring the house down that, no matter what. But that makes you want to jump in your seat. It's just so enthusiastic. It's great. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Good show. Well, before you Joe. sign off, I know one thing. We're going to do some more 50 hits because it oh, seems like yeah. great, yeah. great music. I, I uh, think we should. I think we should, Neil. Put, uh, really put together well, in the brings back yeah. a lot of memories for all of yeah. us. And uh, given that we're all about this age in Eastern, it sure is nice to hear. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Well, you know, that's our show for today, folks. And uh, we hope you enjoyed the musical selections, a little history and a little songs of the artist, and some news uh, about the Eastern Airlines back in the day. And then we'll bring you some more in weeks to come. You know, keeping in touch with our Eastern families is the greatest importance to us on this radio show. So please join us on Thursdays and every other Thursdays when we bring you the broadcast of Eastern Airlines Files and EAL Old Time Radios. If you, if you do have a story or memory you'd like to share with our Eastern family, uh, we'd like to hear from you. So please uh, join us in sharing your memory with us live or send it to us and we'll broadcast it live on the air. Uh, Thanks for listening. On behalf of Captain Neil Holland, our producer, and this, Donald Gagnon, saying goodbye, Eastern family. We love you, Eastern family. Goodbye, Eastern. Goodbye, Eastern family. We sure love you. Great music. Great. It was fabulous, Neil. Thank you so much. Great show. We gotta do something.